before we get into this episode, I have to mention that I am not an accredited financial advisor nor claim to be one. And everything you hear are going to be things that I have done in the past, things that I'm currently doing, and really where I see everything going based off of my personal opinion. And it's really up to you to choose what you want to implement or not in your life. And with that being said, I hope all of you enjoy this. What is going on, people? Welcome to an episode on crypto, an episode that's been really long overdue, and I'm super excited to finally do this and talk about it, and hopefully you find some clarity. Maybe you're not in crypto now, maybe you're in it a little bit, maybe you're in it a lot, and if you're in it a lot, you're going to really hear some things that validate maybe what you're currently thinking, and if you're new to all of this, welcome. It's a fun ride. There's a ton of risk. So if you don't like risk, ETF and just basic stocks are going to be your play for the long game. But I know crypto is one of those crazy rush worlds in regard to money and how things could go really well one day and then pivot another day like you're not going to see with an ETF, for example. Um, So I want to talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Helium, and really just kind of everything that you should maybe be mindful of and things that I'm currently doing uh, in those worlds. But before we get into any of that, I want to tell all of you about a company that if they were available to invest in, maybe as an ETF, for example, in the stock market, I would be throwing a lot into. And that company, of course, is italki. We've talked about them before, and I will continue to praise them for what they are doing changing the world in changing so many people's perspective in learning a new language. It is super important. It only can benefit you. And really one of the benefits and one of the many benefits of italki is that it's the most efficient way to reach language fluency, very convenient, affordable, and you get personal lessons tailored to you. It's really just like a Zoom call. You talk with native speakers who really know the language and can help you learn it even better than you've ever experienced in your life. And I know for me, for example, with Spanish, I had a really good foundation, some really good teachers in school, and working in baseball, being around that, of course, you pick some things up. But now I'm really ready to take it to the next level and be fluent. And italki has allowed me to almost get there. I'm very close to doing it. And italki's teachers, they have so many of them, so many different languages, guys. It is truly amazing and remarkable and you can get in on an offer i have for you today by heading to go.italki.com slash ant to sign up today trust me guys it can only benefit you and i'm telling you learning a new language is really cool it doesn't take that much time i mean you have to put the effort in of course we all know that effort is the biggest indicator of interest but this is going to be something worthwhile and i can promise you on that So again, if you want to learn a new language, become fluent in it and just kind of learn the basics and then reaching fluency, you can head to go.italki.com backslash A-N-T to learn more. Let's talk about crypto. There's so many ways that I can go with this, but I, I want to put this into the shortest amount of time possible for you to get the most clarity. 
So I've had a pretty crazy relationship with crypto. I've been involved in specifically Bitcoin since 2016. I thank the people that got me involved in that at that moment in time. I can remember my first coin that I bought in 16 was around 450 to 500 bucks. And for those of you who aren't familiar with coin, that's a lot of money, of course. But now Bitcoin is sitting around $52,000, $53,000 for a coin. So my, of course, increases are great. What is the point of me telling you that? The point of me telling you that is that I have skin in this game. I've had skin in this game for a really long time. And I won't say that I know what I'm doing, but I'd like to think that I have common sense on what has happened, what is happening now, and really where things are going. So as an investor, I would recommend to everybody being involved in Bitcoin and Ethereum ETH. Dogecoin, I'm not really that crazy about right now. I know that's like something that everybody on social media has been pumping and they've been having their fun with it, which is fine. But for me, my main focus has been Bitcoin and Ethereum since the beginning. And I have, of course, Dogecoin, which is fine. But I don't have a lot into it just because I don't see the value in it like I do, for example, with Ethereum. And by the way, Bitcoin's value is crazy. But as an investor, I really do believe, and of course the number in front of Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to tell you this, they are, of course, the most two valuable coins to be involved in. And you have the opportunity to make a ton of money with both. So don't get involved with the little coins. And of course, if you have some inside tip or whatever that you're going to use, then I guess you have to do that. But I wouldn't do that. I don't think it's smart. You're going to be able to make so much money with Bitcoin and now Ethereum. And of course, you can lose money too. It's not saying this is foolproof. You're going to make money. But generally, over the past couple of years, Bitcoin, of course, has skyrocketed since I got it in 16. And Ethereum has, of course, too. Because I can remember when I got Ethereum, Ethereum was around $100 uh, for a coin at that time. So now Ethereum is sitting around the 2500 mark. So that's pretty good too. But this is what I want to tell you about Ethereum compared to Bitcoin and why I personally believe long-term Ethereum is more valuable. So in the digital art NFT sphere, that is like super big right now. And by the way, I don't even think we've gotten close to removing the lid on how big that world is going to be. Super crazy. In order to purchase these NFTs, which are, of course, non-fungible tokens, for those of you who don't know what that means out there, pretty much non-fungible is something that's unique in value, and it's going to be a lot of money. So in the NBA, you saw that with NBA Top Shot, where you have all these teams putting out these digital art pieces, and just everything in the digital sphere has so much valuable because it is non-fungible, meaning unique. And with the digital art sphere, again, you need... Let me say this again. You need Ethereum to get into the digital art NFT sphere. That is why I believe long-term it's more valuable. And you're now thinking to yourself, okay, well, what about competition? What happens when another crypto or another coin comes in and says, hey, we want a piece of this action too? What says that they can't just change from Ethereum to some other coin that then will act as the... I don't wouldn't call it middleman for NFTs, but like what says that could happen? Great question. I don't know, right? I think, by the way, with me, if I don't know something, I'll straight up tell you. 
but I'm really confident in Ethereum just because a lot of people that I listen to for financial advice and really just everything out there in regard to where to put things and how to make it work, they're very big believers in Ethereum because of this reasoning of you need Ethereum to buy digital art. There is nothing that says you need Bitcoin to buy X, Y, and Z. Now, of course, you can purchase things with Bitcoin. I've seen it from traveling. I actually saw it, I can remember, at a restaurant. They're like, you can pay in Bitcoin. I was like, wait a minute, what? And of course, you read it on social media and you read it online like, okay, this is getting integrated here. This might happen here. But then when you see it in person, it's like a crazy experience. And at that moment in time, I was sitting there thinking to myself, this is the future. But even though Bitcoin's number is more valuable right now, the 52, 53, whatever it is, thousand for the coin, and Ethereum's only around 2,500, we'll call it. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, it is going to change. But of course, I think we're all trying to play this long game. ETH or Ethereum, by the way, I think you guys may have been looking this up this whole entire time. That's the little ticker for it is going to be more valuable because of that digital, like that digital art world is so fucking big. You have no idea. And I don't even think I have an idea yet, but I do believe the fact that you need ETH to buy and get into that NFT world is game changing. It's game changing. So with Bitcoin, you could see that potentially happen as of course, down the road, regulation will happen and it'll get very tight. So at this opportunity and really this time, I would be throwing into Ethereum. That's personally what I'm doing. Of course, I have skin in the game in Bitcoin. I'll never leave Bitcoin, even if it were to crash, just because I have pulled out, of course, what we've made profit-wise, but I can still mitigate that risk. And of course, it's all dependent on who you are and really what you want to do. But if you're new to this crypto world or even just in it, I'm telling you, the Ethereum game is going to be crazy and it's been on a tear of late and I don't think it's a coincidence that that has been happening and when the whole entire NFT world just gets exposed and explodes meaning like in a really good way that price is going to be crazy I mean the 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 value on that do we think it ever gets to 50,000 I don't know right but you know, you read things, people think it's going to go to 4,000, 6,000, 10,000 by the end of 2021. I don't know what it's going to go to, but I think for me, if it's around the 6,000, 5,000 range, I'm happy. And even if it's a little bit lower than that, I'm happy too, because you profited. And I think this is one of the, again, one of those reasons why you're involved in crypto because you don't love the ETF stocks where of course it's a long game and you're going to, of course, get more value in your dollar over time, we all know that because, of course, everything goes up. But with this crypto game, you, you really got to pay attention. So that's something that I wanted you guys to know about. Maybe you didn't, and now you know, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I need to be in Ethereum now. And I think that's a smart move because that's something that I'm doing. I've had skin in the Ethereum game now for a few years, and we've done very well. So I'm grateful for that. And of course, Bitcoin too. Also, with Bitcoin, here's the one challenge and issue. As an investor, if you're going on your app or if you're on your computer, however you're doing it, you're just, you know, buying X, Y, and Z amount, whatever. But the challenge with Bitcoin is this. A huge majority of Bitcoin that is mined in this world 
comes from China. Why is this a problem? Well, of course, reasons explainable, but one of the main reasons why is this. In China, they produce electricity via coal. It is 2021, guys, and they are still burning coal to produce electricity. Now, of course, the United States has them under sanction for many other things, as you can imagine, but this is a huge problem. And what says that maybe coin value goes down because all of a sudden they get cracked down on. Now, of course, in China, I don't think they give a shit about that. So you're wondering, okay, well, how's that bad for coin? I think it's a challenge and you got to pay attention to that. And when you're investing in Bitcoin, I think you got to have that in the back of your mind. Like, hey, they're not really doing the right things here in regard to how this coin is being mined. Because I know I just read a report uh, out of City that said mining is consuming like 66 times more electricity than really anything and everything here in the United States. And that's a huge problem when we're starting to talk about carbon emissions. And that's just a whole other conversations. So do you as an investor get fearful? Do you worry about this? I mean, I'm not like shaking in my boots, like worried about it. But in the United States, if you do see a transition of a lot of people mining Bitcoin, which I do think is happening now, and by the way, in other countries around the world, they're doing it in a better, more efficient way. But specifically in the United States, like what happens when the EPA gets involved and this whole thing gets regulated and oh, it just gets so crazy, right? And I think that is a huge concern. Like if you are in Bitcoin, like you have to know that. But generally, I think with something as valuable as Bitcoin, there is something equally as valuable in regard to risk that could take all of it away. However, I don't think we're going to face that problem. Hopefully not for you and I's sake. But that's something that you should be mindful of. I think if you're going to be investing in something, that's something to keep an eye out for. And hopefully now that you know that, you're going to be a lot better in the decisions that you do make. And really all of this is about your cost-benefit analysis, like what you're able to do in your life in regard to mitigating risk. Like, are you able to take more risk here, more risk there? And really the main question is like, what does my potential return on investment look like? As we mentioned already, like the ETF game and stocks, I think, of course, those are fine to be in. Of course, everybody is in those. But that, again, is also dependent on administrations and then the regulation that comes And of course, we just saw with the capital gains tax that happened, it's getting a little too crazy where people have too much control and they're not letting things kind of free flow as easy as they should. Here's my number one rule for those of you, by the way, who maybe aren't in ETFs or only crypto people. You got to have a diverse portfolio in regard to crypto and with the ETFs. Here's like, I wouldn't say the key, but the way to value if you're going to be making some money with your ETF stocks or just any stock in general that you think is going to boom. You got to find a way to get to their income statement and their balance sheet. A website that I use, it's called finviz.com. I believe .com. Just type in finviz on Google. Super, super great for being able to value a company, getting so much information on a company. You're going to have your head turning in so many ways that you haven't even seen when you were taking classes in college. But the most important telltale of a company is their cash flow. I cannot say that any louder. Their cash flow is the most important thing you're going to be looking at when you're looking to invest in a company. And of course, if you're only investing, I don't know, a little bit, I don't know what that is, 
you should still look into it because you're putting your money somewhere and you're like, okay, well, it's gone up over the past couple of weeks. It's gone up over the past couple of months. I'm going to throw money into it. If I make money, I do. If I don't, I don't. It's like, no, if you're looking to make money, you have to look at the cash flow statement. I'm telling you, that is like the way to get an edge up as to like what is happening. Is this company continuing success? And really, is their cash flow allowing them to have continued success down the road? So, of course, the income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow is super important. And by the way, when you were in college, if you took accounting classes and you did not pay attention, you have some learning to do now because this is really important. And I'm telling you because I want to help you, you have to look at that. So with the ETF, super important to look at the cash flow statement on on top of the income statement and balance sheet too, to be able to figure out what is going on. And on top of that, administrations and regulations are really the killer. So that's where you guys, of course, are now looking into crypto where it's kind of free flowing and things just kind of happen every day and you got to figure out how much risk you do want to take. Of course, there's probably so many questions out there that I would love to answer from you guys and you guys know where we're at on social or email the show, standardprocedurepodcast at gmail.com. We're probably going to do more of these episodes down the road as this crypto thing hopefully gains value for you and I out there. And I think, you know, the Ethereum thing is kind of eye-opening and you're now sitting there probably on your apps thinking to yourself, how do I get involved? How much do I want to throw into this? Because it's so valuable and I'm telling you, the NFT digital art world, we haven't even touched the lid on it. And also with Bitcoin, just be mindful of where your Bitcoin is coming from and you can't really like control that, right? Unless you're mining your own coin, which is another conversation for another day, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know we were kind of all over the place, but I wanted to make sure that those points were kind of hammered home on Ethereum, Bitcoin, and really what to do with ETFs if you're trying to figure that whole thing out right now, because of course, I'm looking out for you as I always do. Shout out to italki for sponsoring this episode. Thanks to all of our partners as usual. If you missed a partnership that we had acquired, you can head to antforella.com slash partners to find an offer that might be available to you. I'm telling you guys, I really love every company that we're partnered with and they get 100% of my energy all of the time. And with that being said, I will talk to all of you later.